Hello and welcome to the Truck and Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin. And this is Chris Madison. Hello Chris, how are you doing? Not so bad. I've been off uh, causing chaos with a wobble box, but I've been uh, I've been double flashing my indicators for all the Asda lads that have flashed us back in this afternoon at oh. 64 or so. Uh, good man, good man. Keeping the end up. Yeah, so we're just proving that caravans can travel above 45 miles an hour and in both lanes, not just in the middle one. Oh, that's it. You know, you, you've got to like um, you have your have your etiquette sorted with with, with the lorries and everyone. But yeah, it should be you overtaking them rather than it being the other way around. Was it busy? Where did you go on your, your lovely weekend away? Scarborough, East Coast. Was it nice? Yeah, yeah, great. It was a bit. <clears throat> a bit cloudy, but you know what kids are like. They sit on a beach and freeze. That's what we did yesterday and today. Coming home day, true to form, cracking the bloody flags this morning. Was it busy? The traffic, yeah, yeah, it was quite busy. Um, campsite was busy. This morning, coming away, obviously, like I said, 12 o'clock, A64 from pretty much York University on dual carriageway bit, right to Moulton, nearly, queuing. Non-stop queuing eastbound. Christ knows how busy it's going to be on coast this week, but if they're all staying, it's going to be busy. Is this all staycation, or is it people having their holidays in Britain yeah. because they're not going abroad? Yeah, well, it's the first week. Schools are off down here, isn't it? You're in front of us with that one, but uh, schools all knocked off on Friday, so it's uh, pack up and get gone. I think a lot of people have thought, oh, we'll be clever, we'll go Sunday. Uh-oh, epic fail. Ah, oh, that's going to be interesting to see what the traffic's like on, on the road. Because um, uh, the schools the schools never went back in Scotland. They're still... They were never really um, fully opened, so it's not as much a difference up here. But um, Scotland, Scotland's decided... Scotland doesn't want anybody to come here on holiday anyway. They've decided that... Our, our, our powers that be have decided. They're like, you're not... Nobody's... They don't really want anybody here unless you're, you're Scottishy enough. As I know. Aye, well... The midges probably don't bite you a lot, but they certainly oh, bite us. So they do. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. They do. Well, it was, it was the, the traffic in my. I was in Manchester on Saturday, which I'll get to properly in a bit. But the traffic in there was like London on a Friday afternoon. I couldn't understand it. Yeah. It took forever to get just a few miles, and it wasn't a help with roadworks and things, but it was so, so busy. And I couldn't even work out where people are going. I mean, were they going to the shops or what? Were they just decided to drive into Manchester City Centre on an afternoon? It was a well, mystery. Everything's open. everything's open, isn't it? So, yeah, I suppose so. Got a bit of queue around um, traffic centre before it goes bust, though. Oh, or whatever. To give uh, dear listeners context, it's 10 to 8 on a Friday night. And I've been out for a week in the DAF XF. And I've poured myself. I've been home. I've been busy all week. I got back late last night, and I've just poured myself a gin and tonic there. And there's more gin in it than tonic. Oh, wow! Yeah, you can tell because it's Sunday, not Friday. Hmm. I've earned that. <laughs> well, you can't tell when you're listening to the podcast, though, because you doubt it comes out on Wednesday. So we need to give a bit of context. Aye, he said it was Friday. You lunatic! It's Sunday. Did I? Did I say that? Yeah. Yeah, you're losing it. I am losing it after this week. He's wearing lipstick as well tonight, people. But uh, it's a nice colour. You can't see my you can't see my lower half either. You know. <laughs> Do you want to bet? I've paid extra for that service from Zoom. Last week was a momentous week for me and trucking driver because it was my first week back on the road, driving a truck, doing some actual work. Um, since the great toilet roll shortage back in March when I had the Stralis 570. Aye. 
when and it was I tell you what that that's one of the busiest weeks I've had tramping about in a truck that was flat out the whole time uh, and it was uh, it was so bad that I lost my wallet and my tachograph card is now gone forever would you believe that oh that's unlucky it was terrible it's really unlucky terrible shame yeah <laughs> the lovely people at the uh, the DVSA will sell you a new one for £19 though, so you're alright. Yeah, that's alright, that's worth every penny, I think, yeah. you know, that was terrible. Lost, lost, my, lost my wallet and, you know... Uh, Unlucky. Yeah, I don't know where it that is. Happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that, was a, that was genuinely a busy week. Um, DAF gave us their XF and it wasn't a truck that they would have normally handed out for demonstration purposes, but they were, they'd promised us a truck and they were really keen for us to have one. Uh, but unfortunately, all the 2020 demonstrators have been delayed due to coronavirus. So they gave us uh, their fuel demonstrator, which has done like 100,000 kilometres as a training truck. So uh, we mentioned it last week, but it's an XF. It's got no sun visor on it. It's got the little mid-lift on it. It looks pretty plain for the outside, but the inside of it is really nice. It's got the walnut, the terracotta. It's got the nice. It's got the air-conditioned and heated driver's seat in it. It's fully rigged out inside, so it's a little bit, little bit unusual. But um, where did I start off with it? I picked it up, took my nephew out, and it. We spoke about that last week. And on Sunday night, I slept in the truck on Sunday, and then went out in it on Monday with a load of um, chipboard on it. And it's a 480 as opposed to the 530. And I think, do you know me? Do you do you know many people with DAFs? Yeah, yeah. What what do they tend to have power wise? 530s. It's always 530s, isn't it? Aye. It's like this is it the is. this is the go to power outputs. This one's a four, this one's a 480. Um, and I found to begin with, I thought this thing's pretty. Um, I thought no, nah, because people always say DAFs don't pull. They don't do that well on the hills but um, I got it in and I got used to it over the course of the week uh, it's got two and a half thousand newton metres of torque in top with eco off and believe me this thing will pull up hills I've now dropped it off at yours have you been to it have you seen it have you no I haven't been there no yeah. it's wherever you left it I hope you left it somewhere really inconvenient <laughs> no I, I, drove, <clears throat> I drove into your I drove into your place um on Saturday morning, and the nice chap, I said, uh, Chris is getting this truck. He said, no problem, just leave it there. So it's parked right beside your phone. And, and I've... No, em- all right. That's not so bad then. Yeah, I've emptied it all out. I don't think there's any contraband left in it. I don't I don't think there's any... I don't think there's any um, prescription medications left in it or things of that nature. <laughs> <laughs> Put on like last time. Steady now. No, oh. there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing pornographic of any sort, in it, I'm afraid. I don't need that anymore. You don't need that anymore. No, you, will be you, bad, do you realise that? I mean, I know that truck and driver is a print media title. That's what it's known for. And print media is old school publishing because you've got a whole different, you've got a whole new range of medias now, don't you? But there's something nice about print media where it's it's mm-hmm. if you've done a project, if you've bought a flagship truck, it's nice to have it in print because it's there forever and you can leave it in the coffee table or mm-hmm. in the toilet. It's something to um, aspire to. Uh, but what I don't understand is when you go into certain places, you still see like pornographic m- magazines for sale. I'm not tall enough. And you're not. You're not. You are. Mm. But I, but do you not think right? Who buys them? Who is buying those magazines? There must Collectors. be a mar- there must be a market for them. Who is? Collectors. Collectors. <laughs> Yeah, if you've been a hustler man since 1979, you're not going to stop, are you? I, get, I guess, set. I suppose you're you've right. You've got your binders, you know. 
I suppose you're absolutely right there. I suppose if you've been into sort of you know art pamf- yeah. art pamphlets, you know jazz magazines yeah. since since back in like the seventies and eighties when there was a lot of hair on the go, then maybe you wouldn't be. Yeah. It's something that you've always enjoyed, <clears throat> so you'd like to keep up to date. I remember my mate once uh, tipped the cab on a Mercedes Actros at a Merc garage to go and do the air conditioning in it and you always say to them as the cab empty and he tipped it forward and such a huge stack of porn fell off the top bunk it smashed the windscreen hard that's hard stuff that hardcore porn yeah that, that was that's, <clears throat> but that, no Good that's life. answered my question that's it as traditionalists isn't oh, it as people who've always yeah, done that old school you know because you'd be thinking here mate do you know are you aware of something called the internet because this is going to blow yeah, this it- is going to blow your mind it just um it's all over in a second <laughs> apparently no it's it's nice to have something tangible to look back on in your dotage i mean i've uh, i've still got angling times and stuff from 1980 yeah it must got- it must be but I, people would it, it's also a, a, a thing where people would find you know pornographic literature dumped in hedges and at the side of football fields or people had to dispose of it because their mother or girlfriend had found it or they were moving they, they were moving house and they simply had to get rid of the enormous loft full of uh, that they'd found but you used to see it dumped everywhere which is a, a thing of the past it was a terrible waste it's a travesty it was, but that, as, as a young as a young lad out in your BMX <laughs> bike, that was your first viewing of the. Um, you see the female form. You know, this is what happens when you buy in a frenzied fashion. You know, you have to be discerning. You have to be subscribed to the ones that count. There's no point buying fiestas, is it? It's because they're there. I don't know, but fiesta, but fiesta and escort not like quite grotty though. Were they not like? They were like, very grotty. Yeah, there was. Um, now then. There were those two, and there's Razzle. Razzle was <laughs> yeah. the. Was that not? Was that not one where you had like? And they were all called originally things like Carla from Carlisle. Oh yeah. yeah we never Pauline from Gle- Carlisle. It- Glenda from Glasgow. Edwina from Edinburgh. Makes you shudder. Anyway. Uh, then you, was that was that how it was? But they were like the most grotty ones. Were they like cheaper? And then you had like men only. What were the, what were the men only? I remember one of my mates used to go in and buy like stacks of them when we were at school. He, he wouldn't care because there was a thing where you would have to go into a shop to actually buy these, which was horrifically embarrassing for some people, you know, especially if there was a female attendant at the counter and the petrol station used to sell them. And my mate Paul used to just go in and get a stack of them and buy them because he was like right into that sort of stuff. And we, we would just like go and wrench them out of his arms. I'm taking this, I'm borrowing it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not something that we've ever shared, really. You know, you never lend. You know. Well, yeah, that's it. Nobody like nobody likes pre-loved porn, do they? You don't. No, you don't want to be a porn librarian, do you? Not really. Um, if it goes out on loan, it generally comes back and lights your wood burner. That's probably the safest thing to do. Probably would be the worst thing to go go and happen to it, wouldn't it? You see, no, but- as a father, I'm I'm never going to get that sweet, embarrassing. Um, moment when I can burst into my teenage son's bedroom and tip him off his mattress and find what's underneath and just humiliate him and run around. No, it's never going to happen, that. You would have to, like, you yeah. know... You would have to... I'm not going to have that moment, am I? No, you're not, you're comes like, from school, there's a big pile of porn on the kitchen table and I'm just sitting there tapping my fingers. I'm I'll, have, I'll, have you know, chance, I'll have you know I'm, I'm confiscating all of this. Yes, it's for your own good. And I will, I will have you note that I'm not disposing of it. <laughs> I don't want you to go blind like your great granddad, your granddad, and your uncle Neil. No, it's for your own good. I, 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 now, 
Ah, because you, what sure, were it? You had like slightly, you, uh-huh. you had higher end ones, didn't you? Like you had, uh, was Hustler? Well, that what? was like an American one or no, something. Hustler to... no, Hustler was filth. No, Hustler was filth. Was that like that was naughty? That was proper. That's proper naughty. Yeah, that was naughty. Um, the high end ones, Playboy. She got some, you know, James Hunt talking oh, yeah. about yeah. racing cars and smoking Marlboros, and you got big full page Marlboro adverts and stuff, and you got oh yeah, reasonable S- smoking jeans. advertising. Yeah, that was. Reasonable jeans, yeah. as in genetics, or like actual pairs of jeans. No, as in jeans, oh. as opposed to Wranglers that my dad wore. Wranglers. Well, my dad, my dad had Wranglers, Wranglers as well. Do you still get Wrangler jeans? I don't, you can, but they've become trendy again. They were like, you know, in eighties and nineties, if you wore Wranglers, you were somebody's oh. dad. But now I, you can I wear made, Wranglers. Go, Ooh, retro. I made a point. I made a point last week to my lovely girlfriend. I said I, I was showing her adverts for British aftershave like high karate and old spice and stuff like that and i was like no this was the way it was but i made the i said there was one aftershave which is actually nice which is brute and i will maintain to this day that brute is legitimately an all right fragrance it's quite expensive it's quite dear it's 3.99 for a bottle in sainsbury's my man no i tried to get every christmas my dad wants brute he wants brute he don't want anything else that's what he wants so I have to go looking for it, and we found it last year. I had to pay eight ninety nine for bloody brute. Oh no, it's three ninety nine in Sainsbury's. What are you doing in Sainsbury's? That's a bit upmarket for you. I go to Sainsbury's every week. I've been going to Sainsbury's every week for my shopping it. since lockdown, because it, because it's busy. It's never ever busy. There's hardly any people in it, and, and I dislike people. Oh. I probably could have saved hundreds of pounds in shopping if I'd gone to Aldi or Lidl, but I like Sainsbury's and Livingston because it's never ever busy. And now I've got to wear a mask in there as well. You know, I've got to wear a mask in there now, which would save my shame, yet they don't sell any sort of scrut literature, which is a terrible shame. Mm. I remember once when I worked for Total Vauxhall magazine back in the day, um, I knew a guy who had a Cavalier GSI, same car as mine, and he was an art editor for a company in Essex which made a load of um, gentlemen's magazines. And he wanted a job in Total Vauxhall, so I got him an interview with the company, and he brought. It was traditional for art people to bring in their portfolio to show off the work that they did. (laughs) So he's he's sitting with my boss and the art director, and he's like, "Can you show us some of the layouts that they've done?" He's like, "Yes, certainly. I've got them in this A2 flip chart here." (laughs) So he's like out with the flip chart, flipping them over, and they're both sitting there, but they're looking at jaw hanging open. They're like, "Ah, yeah, Almighty, yeah." I have yeah, never seen it such high res detail. Yeah, so needless to say he got the job on Total Vauxhall for yeah. that. But yeah, he was de- he was desperate to get off it. He said, you know, it was driving him up the wall looking at that sort of stuff all day. It was um oh, it, you became you became immune to it. But uh, he said that all the all the models, all the nice models in those magazines are all Czechs and Polish and like Lithuanian and mm. everything. Like there were you wouldn't you wouldn't get like women from like Western Europe who wanted to do all that, but they were making that much money at it. Dear God, what the... Oh, how did we get into this? How did we get onto this? Yeah, this is gold. We can't take this out. We're going to have to spoil it and talk about bloody wagons. We're going to have to go back to, basically... So I got the daft and I went out and I worked hard on it all week. And to begin mm. with, I thought this is a, this is quite sluggish. It's, it doesn't really do what it's supposed to. But there's what you're yes. going to need to know, and because you are driving it next week, mm. you need to know some things about it because there's quite a specific way you've got to drive a DAF. And people who are driving, maybe people are listening right now who are driving a DAF at this very moment. But what you'll find is with the, with the, 
that truck with the, the fuel saving modes on it is designed to get superb fuel economy in certain circumstances. Uh-huh. Now, it's really long geared, so it's doing 1,090 RPM at 56 miles an hour, and it wants to hold on to the gears for long as possible. And because DAF have done so much work with the engine, it's got a variable geometry turbo, and it's got so much torque load down. When you're light and medium loaded, it'll do quite amazing things. It'll sit and hold on. It'll sit and drive at 900,000 RPM. No problem at all. Yeah. Um, and I got... There was one run I did. I had eight tonnes of pallets on it going up to some food place in near Crick. And I got 11.7 miles to the gallon out of it then. Um, the, the, the thing that you need to know about it is once you get loaded 40, 44 tonnes, the truck doesn't really react to that. And it's going to want to keep driving in eco mode so whereby it'll kind of loiter and you need to override that and you need to know how to do it and if you can work yeah. out if you can work out how to, if you can work out the times where you need to intervene with the truck after a little while it becomes second nature and then you will realise that yes it does actually pull really well the gear set and it's really designed for sitting on the motorway all day so when you go off the beaten track when you're on A roads, B roads, things like that, it can struggle a bit. It wants to hold on to 12th a bit much and it wants to take the gears a little bit early. But you can override it all. And Good. I was actually, I got, in, I got into a bit of a duel. There was a Romanian next gen Scania, which was surprising because I've not, Romanians don't usually drive anything that new. But it took me like 10 minutes to overtake him. Uh, and I was heavily loaded. Now, he must have been light or had nothing, nothing on. So. We gets to the next hill and I'm slowing down for the hill and then he's out and he's like trying to over he's gonna try and pass me and I thought, To hell you are not getting past me, son. You're not I'm not spending ten minutes overtaking you again. So I gave that daft the the thrashing of a lifetime going up the road. I was in like tenth and eleventh a lot of the time, foot foot in the throttle, eco mode off, and going up some of the biggest hills on the M seventy four, that truck held like forty five mile an hour. And I was like that's when I realised that it, it does it does have the power in it uh, to the point where I actually became quite impressed with the engine. I would imagine if you had one of them, the next diff ratio down is 1,210 RPM. And I was speaking to Bob Beach about it. That's what Broughtons have got. And I think that that diff ratio would be better suited for a, for like 44 ton, get the work done as quick as you can type work. Um, yeah. So it, it's a fuel, a very fuel orientated truck. Another thing I would say, yeah. and it's, but you have to, you have to know you'll be looking down to make sure it stays in eco off. I suspect I've corrupted it because I've driven it so hard for a lot of the week that it now thinks that that's the correct thing to do. So it gets to like fifty three miles an hour and eco off, and it will drop the gear automatically. Yeah, but yeah, that last four eighty just it just won't go. It just yeah. would not go. Th- this this will go. But you'll have to make it go. If you leave it to its own devices, it'll loiter like you wouldn't believe because it's trying to save fuel all the time. And it's trying to save it at the expense of being in any sort of a hurry whatsoever. You know, it's designed yeah. for it's designed for big fleets bumbling around the Midlands at fifty three mile an hour. It's not designed for me yeah. trying to get from Chandler's Ford and up to yeah, yeah. bloody Peterhead. But I will, I will stand on this rock. Though they do go, even though it's a four eighty, and everybody but wants five thirties for this sort of work. Mm. It has got, it has got the power mm. in it. And I stayed in it from Sunday to Saturday morning. And out of all the cabs that I've had in recent times, I'll say, for such an old cab, 
in terms of the shell of it and you can tell because it, the visibility is not that good on it you know it's got quite small glass areas compared to like the Volvo or the Actros Aye. that's the best cab to live in out of all of them yeah I, did, I was relentlessly running it and there was nothing in it that annoyed me when you got into you know the Renault the steering column wouldn't sit quite right the Iveco the seat wouldn't quite go low enough the DAF well you should get on with that because it's basically the same driving position as the Foden Aye. Aye. Well, we'll see. We won't see tomorrow, so I'm not going in it tomorrow, but um, we'll see Tuesday. Are you going, you're going to transfer your stuff over tomorrow? I'm going to yeah, put a digital taco and uh, some chewing gum in it tomorrow night, yeah, and then go out in it on Tuesday. Lovely. No, it'll do it. It's, it's a strange thing to deal with to begin with, but you also need to know as well, there's the three buttons on the right of the, of the steering wheel, so when you start mm. it, that's your levels, and you need to go in and switch off, because by factory default, every time you start it up, it wants to drop six miles an hour at the bottom of a hill. And if you're lightly loaded, you can if you want to do the fuel, you can allow it to drop three, and if you're heavily loaded, I would switch it off altogether, because it does yeah. have a bit of a soft cruise. And my opinion is that in trucks, you want to be hitting a hill with the maximum speed and the maximum momentum you can to get all the way up it. And then, yeah. because when you go up a hill, you don't always roll down the other side. Hmm. It's easy. So, I I think you'll be. I think if you get your head round some of the some of the economy things on it, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I think you might like it more than you yeah. more than you think. Because when I handed it back on when I when I left it yours on Saturday, I felt like I'd bonded with it in a way. Because um, I'd, I'd you not, bond with everything there. Do I? I, what do I? Yeah, when you've been out in it for a week, you're in love with all of them. I don't know one that you've been in since I've known you where you've said, that was a shite week, I'm going to go and cut my wrist. You're like, well, I can tell you the truck that I did. I, I well, I could, the trucks that I did, well, when I was out at Pollock's doing trunking, I had a major issue with the MAN that had the fleet mode gearbox because it had no manual shifting at all. Yeah, it's before uh, our time, dear. Hmm. No, was it? Was that before the podcast? And the Actros mirror cam truck I was very dubious about some of the controls and touch screens and that I've got an Actros coming up so see that um, I think that the DAF was actually I'd be like I wouldn't have that much of a problem um, but if you're running heavy you want eco mode switched off on it ideally it'll be off because everything's everywhere you do isn't it everything if you're heavy all the time then you want you, what you want to do is make a phone call tomorrow and speak to the lovely Mandy from DAF and say I'm going to be heavy all week would you mind organising for it to go in and we can go and get it switched off? You should probably do that. Deducted. Yeah. Well, yeah I'm not it, Phil Barton. I'm not going to get eight tonne of plastic pipes to a fish farm on all. Yeah, man. No. Did, he get, a good, did he get a good run last week, did he? Yeah, he had a good one. He had a good one. Finished week off last week. Did Uncle Philip, didn't you, Phil? Um, plastic pipes up to Orkney, all the way, all the way up and back. Nice. I'll... Uh, I went up with 28 tonne of paper reels to Kakodi at the back of the old last, chewing along at 7 to gallon. Super. They shouldn't have got that daft at 8.5 for me over the week, which is the same as the Oliver Fleet average. It's the same as the 530. But it's all that I get out of mine over mm-hmm. week, though. You know, you've 90 odd grand worth of tackle sat there mm-hmm. you've got to pay for, and it's going to do the same, same yeah, as mine ne- does. Yeah. The, I, you know. I, I could have got a better result out of that, possibly, but I had to constantly get where I was going. I was on the limit of my time all the time to yeah, the point where... Yeah, you could have where, got your figures up, but they finished today, wouldn't yeah, you? I, I, yeah, so I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have got in to get things done. It was a week of highs and lows and things because I got kicked off site on... When was it? 
Tuesday I got booted off a site and I had to go and spend the other hour for parking and then I put the story up on the truck and driver page and cruel internet trolls went and said mean things about me. <laughs> yeah, you lay by, bastard. My lay, my lay by. Because <laughs> what happened was I'd parked at um, a large wholesaler's where I was in, clearly informed I could park there for the night. And I'd been there for like an hour and a half, sitting chilling on the bunk in my underpants, had some dinner, getting ready for bed. And a little Hitler goes and knocks on the door and he's like, what are you doing here? You can't park here. You've never been allowed to park here. There's airport regulations. Get off site now. And it took me aback. People were like, oh, well, I would have like smashed his face in and everything. But I'm like not naturally like aggressive. And I was in like the mindset at that point where I was like chilled out. So it really took me by surprise because I thought I've got a brilliant finish time. So I had to go and drive for nearly an hour to get to the A3 and then I posted a picture on the truck and driver page saying uh, this is where I've parked for the night and everybody was like you imbecile oh that's an amateur error including <laughs> you I might add yeah I'm not going to miss a chance like that were I come on yeah so I had a, dre- a dreadful night's sleep there but I was at Standiford uh, Farm I was at Standiford Farm the next night and then I got as far as Lawrence Kirk in on a 10 hours run because I got a load of water going up to Peterhead which is brilliant and it was like the highs and lows and all the in-betweens but that run when you've got 400 miles and you know that that's all you're doing that day is just driving and you're going north up to Scotland in the sunshine that's those moments when it's like yeah this is this is good so it was brilliant that's the day a week I enjoy now going up there because you know, chasing about doing two leads and doing Every- two reloads for the same mileage. Everybody was really chilled out as well. I, I had to I put a mask on at the wholesaler because everybody was wearing one. The rest of the places, you might as well never know that anything was going on. Everything was cool. Everybody was okay. Yeah. Um, I got into Peterhead on Friday morning. I got in twenty to eight, and the guy says you're booked for nine o'clock, driver. But um, we'll just take you on the put you on the bay now. Just open the sides up. We'll get it tipped, and they did it. And then I went out parked up, waited, and he says, you've got a reload in Inverness, so I had 106 miles to get from Peterhead to Inverness on Friday, and then what I had in the taco should have got me either all the way back to the yard, or the vast majority of the way back to the yard, uh, so I went into Inverness, not, load's not ready till 3 o'clock, and that's when it started unravelling, so I went back in at 3 no, it might not be ready till five, and then five o'clock came round. Well, it might be ready at eight o'clock. We don't really know, and I'm like, well, I don't have the time to go and do any of this. So, uh, basically, I ended up leaving Inverness without a load to drive all the way back down. Uh, so I came out yeah. empty because they were just I'm like surprised. Well, they were just like we, we don't know. And it, there was another uh, chap whose name I believe is Stuart. I did ask him his full name at the time from Walton of Hellifield, who's got a beautiful S650 Scania. Aye. Beautiful Aye, thing. Tackle. Oh, stunning bit of kit. And I was speaking to him for quite a good while, having a, having a chat with him on site, because um, he was waiting for the last bit of his load and he hadn't got it. So basically, I ended up leaving the site because I had I was like, I'm going to run out of time here. I said, I can't sit here forever on a Friday when you're telling me this or that, because I also had to get the truck down to you. Yeah. And it was and it was then when I came out of there that thieves stole my tachograph card and my wallet Terrible. with all my money in it Terrible. and I was devastated and I had yeah. to go and report it and everything. Shocking, eh? It's it took a turn tricks again in the layby. Mm. So you could buy some din dins. Yeah. Oh and I tell you what the worst thing even bloody was that I took enough food mm. in there to go and feed like a um a small army. And I had in the I had my twenty four volt oven, and on the Thursday I had two delicious steak and gravy pies that I cooked in it. 
because I'd rewired the Hella plug into it. The next night, that Friday night after I came out of that place and I was starving, I thought I'd go and plug the oven in and I stuck a little pizza in it and I had a choice of these like onion badgy things and I had chicken goujons and I had garlic mayo to go with it. And the oven stopped working. Tits, so I had crisps for dinner on Friday night. It's the final insult. It, it was the final insult of the highs and the lows. So then, uh, yeah, I flew to, so I flew down the road on Friday, got back, dropped the trailer, and then Saturday I ran the truck into you. Um, and yep, I don't, I don't care. I, I did bond with it. If there's something that annoys me about a truck specifically, um, then I would say it. But honestly, if you'd somebody offered me a Range T High Racing Sport, Australis Five Seventy, if they came in and said you want a DAF Four Eighty, I'd be like, right, come on, you're going to switch eco mode off on it, please. Uh, for that kind of work and they agreed to it I would be like yeah go for it especially with that spec because it's much higher it's much higher yeah. spec inside than the outside indicates yeah that's one thing that's one thing I will concede that they do look bonny with that uh, terracotta they do yeah I'm, I'm, right. I'm a fan of that a lot, some people don't like it but if you've got the plain grey dash then I'm like no it's a bit Cumbernauld housing estate you know it's, I like the, I like the fact that they've done something different like a daft interior is it's like a warm and reassuring sort of like you know like finding pornography dumped in a hedge or, or being su- back in the womb sunday dinner at your mum's or a faithful labrador yeah the feel of your mother's favorite cardigan on your face when you used to hide under it when doctor who was on yeah oh, oh bloody daleks yeah. you want some convoy in the park news I'd love to, yes. We are 99.9% positive that this is going ahead. Obviously, we're recording this on the Sunday, but they're going to make the final decision on it on the Monday, which is tomorrow, and by the time this podcast comes out, it's Wednesday. But having spoken to a few people, this is this is a go It's going to happen. There's going to be a check. There's going to be like a Q&A list comes out because the questions everybody's mm. going to ask, like, are you going to all make us all wear masks? Are you going to... Uh, what, what are you doing to keep us safe? And that's going to come out... And yes, it is going to go ahead. There's a racing. The trucks are going to race. I think there's a reduced racing program. But nobody, what did did anybody really go and watch like all the little cars racing around the track anyway? That was like for the the people who are yeah. into the cars. So this is going to happen, which is of Good. of um, great happiness and importance and another step towards normality. Because look at the size of Donington. How are people going to be? Uh, you know. Uh, mm. How is anything going to happen there? You know, is it trucks parked up in a line? There's hundreds of trucks rammed into truck stops everywhere every single night. The Renardi's he's all together, Aye. so that's a, a good and positive thing, especially if, potentially for my budgets next year, whether this goes ahead <laughs> or not. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's outside and it's always bloody windy, so it'll be fine. It is about a bloody. There's wind. more airflow there than enough. Yeah, so it looks like convoy in the parks are go out, and I've got a brilliant. Well, I've now I've also now potentially. Am I going to have to pay? Are you going to have to pay? If you go, I'm then, a Yorkshireman. That's the important question. Yeah. Am I going to have to book in and pay? Uh, you're going to have to book oh. in and pay. He says, pointing at me with the barrel end of his pipe. Mm. <laughs> uh, no. Well, basically, what's happened is, uh, basically, my sister's wedding was scheduled for the twenty second, the twenty second of August, and right. my my sister's wedding has now been cancelled because you can only have thirty oh. people in an enclosed space. And my oh. bo- my boss has been hopefully looking at me in England saying. Uh, is the wedding still going ahead? And I'm like, well, you tell me. Is Convoy in the Park still going ahead? So, I, could, I, I wasn't originally going Stand to be going... Up. I originally wasn't going to be going to Convoy in the Park. No, but, I remember. 
but now that my sister's wedding has been put back till next year, I can go to Convoy in the Park. Now, how long should I hold it off before I tell my boss that I can actually go? Friday morning. Yeah, because I, th- I thought to myself, I was like, I was like, yeah, because I was like, yeah, I could just like not go, but then not go, not going to it would be be being an unbelievable snidey little lefty. So I think, yeah, I'm not going to that. So, and also Will from Commercial Motor would be having to deal with everyone. So I can go to Convoy in the park, but my boss doesn't know it. And this is a good test to find out if he listens to anything on the podcast. Mm. If he's listened to the first half of it, dear God, he'll be in touch. <laughs> is it what? Yeah. What are you doing? Hello. You don't know me, but I'm interested to see your archive. Yes. Uh, no, I can, but no, the good thing is I can't, if Convoy in the Park's going ahead, I can now go to it as well. And no, Christopher, you do not have to pay. Woo! Uh, a Scotsman telling a Yorkshireman there's no money to spend. What a good deal. It's perfect. Yeah. So, so that's going to, oh, I mean, last year it was a bloody gale force winds the entire time. It was, yeah. it was terrible. The purposes of research are to show I'm a fair man. £65 saved I'll spend on hustlers. Oh, we should, shouldn't we? Yeah, I'll get on to John Menzies. I'll get £65 worth of their finest. Right. How, many, how many do you think you get? Maybe they're dear. You might only get no 10. Idea. I don't know. Do you know, when out? I had a paper round and I was 11, they used to cost a fortune. Oh, it seemed like a fortune, but perhaps these days it's not that dear. I don't know. Did you ever have a thing called a special matchbox? No, it was apparently a thing off the ice cream van where you could go up in the ice cream van. They would sell. They would do like rude videos as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and you would get the video in an unmarked case, but they'd do a special matchbox, which was a fiver's bit of cannabis resin in a matchbox. Do you know who I am? And you would get cannabis yeah. resin. Yeah, that that's very nineties. That. I don't think I don't. Think, I'm Duke not even. Duke of Home Firth doesn't purloin cannabis resin from dubious ice cream vendors. I don't think that's a thing anymore, but it definitely was a thing in the nineties. Yeah, I didn't really like ice cream, and I thought they were a bit lurky for my liking. They're still a I thing. A bit, ice cream men. They're still a, bit a thing. Friendly. Yeah, I was a bit over friendly and a bit slobbery, and <laughs> no, you know, no, I didn't like ice cream. I don't ever go with my dad. Our ice cream vans got around here as only sells ice cream he doesn't do smutty videos he doesn't do sweeties he doesn't do special matchboxes or anything like that but he's actually quite famous around West Lothian it's Gillespie's ice cream and he's got a bed for DHA van has he? yes he has oh fantastic he's got oh well I think we we may I think we maybe discussed the bed for DHA on here before but I think it got cut out the end because it was the end of something that was Irrelevant, but you've got a bed for DHA van, don't you? I had until Thursday. Now I don't. I've sold it on you Thursday. It's gone to Northampton. You don't have a bed for DHA van anymore. No, I went down to James Firth Tractor Fiddling Workshop, where it's been living for the last five years, and a very nice chap came up from Northampton with his trailer and took it away on Thursday night and gave me lots of money. So it's gone, and he's going to finish it, which is something that I'm never going to do. So he's going to finish it and he's going to use it for business oh. advertising purposes. Brilliant. So it's going to be back on the road. Yeah, absolutely. I gave him all the spares that collected over the last 10 years, and there were some spares, I'll tell you. And um, he was a very happy man when he put no, it because the, the, the HA van, I mean, it's a light commercial, but at least we're talking about vehicles. Um, yeah, right. the, HA van, the HA van was originally designed in the 1960s, but it survived mm. until like 1983, I think. 
because I thought last one on a B. Uh, a B reg, wow. Who I was had a running Chevan alongside that's it, HA. the Chevette van. If you look at it, the Chevan wasn't massively more modern in, ter- in a lot of ways. It still has that rear-wheel drive, little four-speed gearbox. Oh, it's pretty snazzy compared to an HA. You reckon? It was, it was pretty sexy. Yeah, I had one with row styles on it. it was a great you had a Chevan? Chevan. Aye. I mangled it going to milk cows one morning in Huddersfield Town Centre at half past two on a Saturday morning. I s- Is that a euphemism? Send out. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> I banged the arse end out outside Huddersfield Uni on those high curbs, like two foot curbs, and pushed back axle out a foot out one side. And I thought, oh, bugger. So I had to carry on. Cows won't milk themselves, and it's my weekend on. So oh. I'm, I'm rattling on. And How Yorkshire white. is this? Nah. <laughs> <sighs> Cows to milk, then I was. Cows to milk. Ah, so blue lights come on at Berry Brow, and I, I thought, oh, Christ. Were you still driving it at this point? Were it driving oh, like, was yeah, it going like a crab down the road, like permanent drift? No, it, it shoved it straight out, so I just had to be a bit steady going past parked cars and that, but I had to get to work, <laughs> you know. Ah, and, he, and he stopped me, and he, he says, now then, what's occurred? <laughs> I says, what's occurred is it was a bit moist outside university, and I was just pegging on a bit to get to work for these cows, and it's... Uh, it's done that, he says. All right, how far are you going? I told him. He says, right, go steady. I yes. Said, ah, and he says, and he says, when you've finished, I don't want to see you going back to the way to get home in it either. I went, no, you won't. I promise. And he was sounding. Um, he that followed me on to Honley. Proper, proper copper. Good, in that. good old proper. fashioned, Aye. proper Yorkshire policing. That I is, plainly, you know, you know, I plainly wasn't up to any misdeeds was on a pair of shitty wellies and overalls at the three o'clock at night no, no. I was feeling a creaky squeaky so, chiffon, so. What, anyway. what, was it, what was the copper what was the copper driving was it like a Morris Minor or something I don't know so with that Friday went blue lights come on I thought this is going to get right messy this and this, oh, I'm going to get shot oh bloody hell it's bloody Un- roses hey listen 115 Allsteins need fettling and I'm uh, I'm locked up grand no any road when we'd milked at mornings a lad called oh god it's Carly Charles, I can't remember his name, bless him. It was Ainley, but it wasn't Charles, because that's a lad from Hunt. Andrew Ainley, that's his name. Andrew Ainley, if you're listening, this is you, lad. He was a mechanic at a Vauxhall spot in Hunley, and he, uh, he used to come up to the farm to rented one of their houses. And he came across it morning, and I had a look at it, and he says, right, we'll just shackle these bolts off. And they undid the uh, shackle bolts, but just pushed axle back across with the uh, tractor and front end loader. Mm-hmm. and then tightened it back up and it was good enough he says it'll, it, it'll do he says you might wear tyres out a bit sharp <laughs> it'll do and I ran that Shivan it'll do like pointed his pipe at it and he said hey it'll be right it'll be right lad and I ran it till about a week before uh, no two weeks before MOT and it blew up it um, span all big ends and that was the end of that but um, I oh. replaced that with a dolomite a dollar mate off. Oh, the, then we fair, knew what misery was. Oh, but the the HA held on for a lot longer than it ever should have because was it British Telecom kept buying them? Some big yeah, fleet, Telecom spec. Some fleet kept buying them, and the British Rail and BT bought them, and, and they had a discount version. There, there was a discount a because the, sta- the standard engine. Because I read up on this quite recently, the standard mm. engine was forty five horsepower. But no. you could get a low compression economy one with so. twenty five horsepower. Yep, and there were three bearing cranks, and they were knackered at twenty five thou if they got that far. And BT well, spec, I mean, I mean and railway spec, twenty five. They didn't have any Z bar or anything. There was just nothing. They were bare metal. There was nothing in passenger footwell. No 
uh, no floor lining, mm-hmm. no passenger seat, nothing. They were stripped down to basics, and they were just bare metal. Inside sills, bare metal. That is proper penny pinching. That like, you oh, know, I, yeah, take that out of it. Do, do you need? Do you need like a whole steering wheel? Can you not just do it like you know? Aye, <laughs> pair of <laughs> celebratory mole grips. To mole grips on aye. <laughs> So if you get a BT van now, a genuine one, it's a thing of beauty and rarity because they put that massive roof rack on and it was massive. It must have weighed about a quarter of a ton. It was gigantic for ladders. But they used to rust around uh, rain gutters and roofs would just come off sometimes. <laughs> the, roof, the roof would come off. Old age. <laughs> well, like yeah. a tin opener. Just I, come out, uh, hey, what's I that? A CF. that would be a good phone call. Hey, what's happened, lad? Oh, my roof's came off. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be a bit late this morning, farmer, because uh, my roof's dropped. Hey, it's a nice uh, convertible, lad. I had a CF, a big long wheelbase yes. CF, 2.3 petrol with engine. With the double wheels beast, in the back. Beast of a thing like that. Absolute monster. Was it like a dog leg, dog leg five-speed box in it? Yeah, four-speed, that. Four-speed? No. Four-speed, yeah. It was an early one. It was a oh, the round arms. That's... 79, 80, V. Yeah, beautiful things. Like the, you get the CF2 and it looks vaguely like the A-Team van. Mm, it used yeah, the, to be a school the CF, the CF was a phenomenal looking van. With those rounded oh. curves and everything. Oh, yeah. Can I just say that when this goes out on Wednesday, if it's still in this bit, John Tawley will message you on Instagram the minute it, it, it goes live. About what bed full weight, full weight, screaming, slavering, fiddling. B- uh, Bedford pervert is going to have one over well, you, you know what just, well you know that the, the, he's going to explode well you know that my ha- my half and half love of things stems from Smokey and the Bandit and I've, mm-hmm. I'm 50% the car 50% the truck which is why I yeah. own a Packard Foden which is Kenworth and a shitload of old Vauxhalls which is General right. Motors which is the Pontiac and I've even got the tattoo mm-hmm. Smokey and the Bandit has defined my whole life between uh, yeah, Vauxhall and Bedford and everything I've got a Bedford right. TM photographed and ready in stock for the V8 special issue Good lad. but before we get too diverted and I forget because mm-hmm. I'm going senile where were we? CF van, CF van, I remember, CF van, CF van, big 2.3. Those 2.3 petrol engines were used in like the Forenza and the Magnum. The one that you got in the CF van was like a low compression one for torque, but you could get the head skimmed on it. You could put twin carburetors on it. You could get Bill Blydenstein to put a fast road cam on it, and you could have a van that would do like a... Back then, you could get a van if it had the gearing that would do 100 miles an hour, which was insane. Well, this one went like hell, but it sounded appalling because Diff were really not in a happy place. It and the roof did come off this one, not completely off, but it started to lift. The roof it was rotten right around guttering. Aye, amazing. It was the only one I ever had that had a had a bad guttering. I've heard about roofs coming off on HS, but that CF were rotted all the way around, and it had got a roof rack on for canoes because it used to be Western oh. Road. Junior schools minibus at Tingley near Leeds. It was their minibus. So what did you do? Did, you, did it still have all the seats in it? You're like hanging about schools trying to pick people up. No, no, <laughs> unfortunately not. It had been angle grinded off. They'd just gone through all seats and, and they just cut them off and left about half inch stubs in back. Oh, bro, that's nice. All the way across. Yeah, I yeah, I needed some wheels really quickly to get to work, and this chap, I'll just leave it at chap. He says, "Have a CF." It's tested. I went, go on. It went 100 quid. I went, lovely. And it was painted in violet 
sort of I think it, it can only have been emulsion really that was a th- that was a thing back in the really, day. That, that was like school. That was like school books covered in like wallpaper. Ah, yeah, like the soft, guy. like the soft padded wallpaper. People would cover school books in it. People would also paint cars in emulsion. They would go out. They would pay, they would get their children's school books, cover them in wallpaper. They would go in emulsion their car. Then they would go out and go and dump all their pornography in a football pitch. That would emulsion covered CF. Yeah. Then they would, then they would, then, then they would go to the ice cream van and buy a special matchbox and twenty John Player special or something. Yeah. You know, eighties Rothmans like eighties fags, and go and sit in there. Well, I've said it before and I'll say it again. No doubt we didn't have much, but bad. we didn't have God, much. We were happy. Right. We were happy. <laughs> we were happy. Twice, I think I were happy between seventy nine and eighty six. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> It's been good tonight. It's been like a walk down memory lane. I feel. Do you feel liberated? Do you feel good? I, yeah. I feel like I've got an agenda that I was gonna talk about a lot of things in specific order. But then again, I'm like our, our audience is a bunch of lorry drivers who are sitting on the road all night. So why does it need to be in a structure? Do you want some industry news? Go on, man. I love a bit of industry. Because I do. Ha- I do actually have some industry news. If you've do held you? on right to the end, Daff have yes. made available on the 8 before chassis the XF cab. <gasps> and you couldn't be have that before. So if you want... Yeah, well, the thing is, though, that you can get an FH cab, you can get a Scania R cab, you can get an MAN TGX, bloody... You can get all sorts of massive cab date wheelers. So Daff have just got a comfort cab, the flat roof XF, on a Tridom. And I tell you what, it, look, it looks bloody good, like. They, they, they'll do fantastic. all right. They'll do all right out that. But try them. It'll go into the feed job. They'll be you know, creeping oh, into yeah. farms with that to blow kettle cake into tight holes. Uh, no, it's, uh, it looks minted. Um, this is any pictures yet? They're not. Oh, I see. That is nice, isn't it? He's holding that up to the screen. That's lovely. That's that a, that really a silver Daf XF Tridom flat roof with That's twin nice. headlights on it. That is good. You want to get that uploaded to one of these newfangled platforms that you keep telling me we've replaced paper porn, um, Instatube or whatever it is you use. Instatube. Um, yeah. There you go. Look at that. Look at the, that in profile. That is that is a lot more substantial than a CF. Oh, that's yeah. That's going to make Stephen Forster go all funny. That when you show him that. Oh, it is. And you can have it with a manual gearbox in it, lad. And I like you know. Oh, why I can he? Oh yeah. That's lo- no, that is lovely. I don't mind saying that, Mandy, if you're listening to this after you, you, you've told me how to drive your uh, daff and I've ignored you and upset you later I've on the week. I apologise. You're not going to get the chance to. You're going to behave. You're going to drive I'm it like gonna you're going to drive. Yeah. You're going to drive it like I've told you to drive it. Switch the eco off when you're heavy. Thrash it and use it to the full extent of its <coughs> abilities. But yes, that's what I'm play- do. I would insist that you play the game mm. with this because remember that that's not the only daft truck in the world that that engine can go mm. to 600 horsepower comfortably mm. so don't good. so don't go and get your pipe out don't go and shoot yourself in the foot with your bloody shotgun over a 480 super fuel fleet truck which is saving you a week of tyres on your Foden when somebody pulls up beside me at Lockerbie on Wednesday and goes, no, how are you, going, how are you hitting on with it? I'll point at him with my pipe. I'll say, hmm. Saying that, that bloody Douglas Rankin, truck trucking driver, he'd be right about that, you know. 
Says if you leave right. it, if you leave it in eco mode, won't do now. Like a that one, all right. That wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It'll do now. You know the only other Scotsman that can do that accent right with Terry in Coronation yeah. in Emmerdale. Yeah, it's all. It's all. Um, it's almost like I've spent hours and hours talking to a Yorkshireman on the internet. Mm, funny yeah, that. No, it don't not before me. Obviously, yeah. that's on the dark web. Yeah, that's on the dark web. You can't tell on this, but for some reason, you're sitting underneath what appears to be a naked light bulb, which seems to be giving you a bit of a halo. Uh, well, I deserve a halo. Oh, you do. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you can't afford lampshades down here. Lampshades no, are lamp- frivolous. Lampshades, lampshades for bloody soft southerners. We don't want none of that here, you, lad, no. If you look there as well, that light fitting's bare wiring when it goes into It room. is bare no wiring. We didn't, we didn't have no light fittings around here when I were a lad. And there's no, no. curtains up, see? Look at that. Look, uh, no curtains up. Uh, up. Curtains, no. Oh, no hmm. curtains. No. Nah, I'm in detention suite. Mother puts me in here on a Sunday if I've been good. Right, I'm calling Excellent. a halt to this now. It's probably best. For calling a halt to it now. I'm gonna I'm actually. I'm gonna actually. Go, last half an hour. Yeah, I've been. I've been drinking pure gin. <laughs> Good. I'm fucking hammered. Excellent. Uh, I needed to ben, do that. Don't, I'll tell don't you, edit any of this no, out. That was a shock to the system going out and actually like going hard at it in a truck for a week, and I'm actually gonna call a halt to it now. Well, thank you for this most educational and enlightening and invigorating chat. It's been wonderful. I shall catch up with you next week. All the best, Chris. It's been lovely. Bye-bye, Ben. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel, to find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.